0: Get your money every Friday, happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in love. Picture, drop the Shadow Out of the sky. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's throw. Today is a Tuesday, April the twentieth. 2010, there's so many anniversaries and uh, significant dates today. It's rattling around in my mind all night, and I thought, oh, all these things we should commemorate, and oh, we should talk about Timothy McVeigh, and uh, you know, 15 years ago, how we had that terrible act of domestic terrorism, and what that tells us about our native sons, and You know, (laughs) I don't know. What what can you say about a thing like that? I said, life, life just goes on. Life goes on forever like the clicking of a mouse. No, no, that's the gnawing of a mouse. You see how rattled I get. I just can't figure out uh, what's the most important thing for us to uh, focus on. I remember when Timothy McVeigh... Uh, committed that insane act of uh, violence, I remember talking at great length about the possibilities for education for young men and how it was possible to teach empathy and we would have these wonderful schools for guys, you know, and we would, uh, what is that? The revolution of touch in the old days we used to smirk and, well, read our Wilhelm Reich and talk about how sexual satiety, you know, would humanize these guys. Uh, it's pretty silly, actually, when you think about it, but uh, there's some truth in it. Uh, years and years ago, World War II, I read something in the, uh, the books, the journals, the diaries of Gertrude Stein, she said that, uh, people had misunderstood her when she talked about a lost generation. You remember the famous lost generation? It was supposed to be, uh, oh, what, Hemingway, Fitzgerald, and too much jazz and too much drinking, something like that. Uh, she said, no, 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 that was not what it was about. She said that the lost generation was the generation described by, uh, oh, people like the French farmer who lived down the road from her, who told her that the young men who went off to war at about age 17, let's say, in our culture, just out of high school, and then they were gone, you know, they were gone to the war for a decade, and then they came back, and they were dehumanized and no longer capable of empathy, of true humanity, and she said that this farmer told her that those were the men who were the lost generation, uh, I think on a personal level, of seeing my kid brother go off to Vietnam when he was, um, well... Oh, let's say, 20-something, and uh, I saw the veterans, the other Navy SEALs that he was going with. Um, Most of them were already drunk that day. I remember them taking off on a plane, and I remember thinking that I might never see him again, at least never see the person that I had grown up with. Yes, and that he might be a member of the lost generation, and indeed that did come about, uh, I guess, um, I guess it's, there's a certain inevitability about it in uh, a culture where uh, the test of manhood, you know, is <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out and face death. God forbid they should try to face life. Now, that's really hard. That's too tough for most guys. Uh, that's not true either. Um, the true saints, the really... Let's call it uh, really manly men are the ones who are capable of doing something else. The ones who have terrific imagination. I don't know what they could do. Maybe paint themselves blue and sit on the, sit on the steps of the Pentagon and say, no, first strike, boys. Um, there are a million things they could do, and they are doing it. Uh, most of them are out there uh you know they're first responders. they're the guys that are doing uh uh doctors without Borders and all the stuff that uh that we depend on so that we do not go under completely under so that we do not sink uh now what I really wanted to do today rather than talk about uh birthdays and anniversaries and you know uh the the naming of the dead that seems very popular uh I wanted to talk about something serious, something that is ongoing, an ongoing uh, catastrophe, apocalypse, uh, and that's the war on women, I caught a few minutes of Alice Walker today, she's on the airwaves, and she'll be over in the city tonight, uh, giving one of the, the lectures. Um, what's his name, on the other network, uh, He's going to talk to her on stage over at the Herbst Theater, I think it is. Oh dear, I haven't got that straight. Look it up. Look in the newspaper. Alice Walker has a new book out. It's about overcoming your speechlessness. I thought of, when she mentioned the title of her new book, I thought of a program we used to have here on KPFA years and years ago. It had a wonderfully uh, intriguing title. It was called... Unlearning to not speak. Now, most women, when they are growing up, are told to shut up, don't speak. That a woman keeps silent in church and everywhere else. <laughs> Some woman I know, she said, she said, you can't scream in the halls; it's their halls anyway. Um, the capacity of women to uh, to pull themselves together and speak up. Uh, It's it's dimmed a little bit in recent years. We had it there, you remember, back in the 70s and the 80s. Everywhere I looked, there was a feminist fist in the air and somebody was shooting off her mouth, getting into trouble. But bit by bit, um, the uh, social controls crept back and women became so frightened, so afraid of offending. I don't know whether that was it, maybe that was only part of it. Uh, I think basically they just wanted to get the work done. And as you know, when it comes to public relations, PR, uh, the guys do a wonderful job of uh, (laughs) muffling, muffling the women. And what I wanted to do today, since Alice Walker brought it up, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, female genital mutilation, the horrible crime that has been practiced on women for, Alice said, 6,000 years. Uh, Herodotus mentions it, 500 BC, anyway. It's a very old crime, uh, and I think of it as parallel. Um, if you've seen some uh images in pornography, you will see that women are not only emasculated, castrated, their uh, genitals mutilated, but their mouths, very often you see their mouths sewn shut. Uh, Either end, right, let us uh, stifle. That's what Archie Bonker used to say to his good wife. Stifle, Edith. (laughs) Hush up. Anyway, uh, we don't want to hear from her. Now, of course, as Alice Walker pointed out, There are a lot of men who are trying to straighten this situation out, trying to help matters. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I thought I would just read you a little bit of uh, material of my own. Uh, I have a poem called Private Property. And I will read you that in a few minutes. Uh, First of all, I'm looking back into... uh, Material that was published in the 1990s, uh, at that time I was reading Dr. Nawal El Sadawe, the uh, Egyptian Marxist, who's doing her very best, uh, uh, still working so hard to solve these problems, to give women in the Middle East some freedom, uh, Of course, she points out that in the West, we have little bits of our brains cut out. (laughs) She says, look at your billboards, look at your Freud. Anyway, here is what Nawal El-Sadawe writes in a book called The Hidden Face of Eve, she says, Women in Europe and America may not be exposed to surgical removal of the clitoris, nevertheless... They are victims of cultural and psychological clitoridectomy. Lift the chains off my body, put the chains on my mind, right? Sigmund Freud was perhaps the most famous of all those men who taught psychological and physiological circumcisions of women. When he formulated his theory on the psychic nature of women... He described the clitoris as a male organ and sexual activity related to the clitoris as an infantile phase. And when he maintained that maturity and mental health in a woman required that sexual activity related to the clitoris cease and be transferred to the vagina. (laughs) Here I have all kinds of footnotes, leading to the late, great D.H. Lawrence. D.H. Lawrence had a lot to say on the subject. Uh, I suppose he was for freedom, but not for girls. Anyway, uh, George Bernard Shaw once wrote that it's almost impossible to get women to take off their chains if those chains are respectable. Now, this practice, uh, called pharaonic circumcision, Uh, It distinguishes decent and respectable women from unprotected prostitutes and slaves. Social conditioning demands that these women be clean and sweet-smelling for marriage. Midwives themselves perform the excisions. It is a grim irony that this desire to uh, purify the woman often results in uh, malodorous retentions of menstrual blood and urinary debris which accumulate behind the infibulation causing infections. The most difficult thing to understand is the desire of young girls to have this procedure done. See, they do not wish to be different. You know how that goes, <laughs> yes. Would to be like all the other little girls, yes. In a tightly knit society where mutilation is the rule, it will be the uncircumcised woman who suffers psychologically. Now, Alice Walker said this morning in her interview that uh, there have been changes, yes, that this is this is changing, but still. If you think about 100 million women going around, uh, dragging around uh, in a state of what is the word, Uh, well, they've suffered soul murder, and if they are not physically disabled, which they often are, they are psychologically, emotionally disabled, Uh, terribly depressed. I want to read you, if I have time later, there's a wonderful description And Isak Dennison, she writes about this wonderful young girl, how enthusiastic and happy and cheerful she is. uh, And then how she undergoes the procedure and, uh, oh dear, uh, right, okay, yes. There's a chapter on the Somali women in Out of Africa that describes... An especially bright and vivacious child, 11 years old. Isaac Dennison, the, uh, Scandinavian writer, she says, She was ever breaking away from the domain of the family to follow me about. She rode my pony, carried my gun. She would run with the Kikuyu totos to the fishing pond, tucking up her skirts and galloping barefoot around the rushy bank with a landing net. However, with time and under the influence of the grown-up girls and finally she was transformed, it was exactly as if a heavy weight had been tied onto her legs. She took to walking slowly, slowly and held her eyes cast down. Her hair was cut no more. The novice gave herself up gravely, proudly. Proudly to all the hardships of the right. Oh, grim, grim, grim. Anyway, female circumcision, as some call it, mutilation, I call it, is not to be equated with the practice as we know it when it is applied to males. Uh, The procedure when applied to females is mutilation, either modified or extreme. Now, the... Infibulation or pharaonic circumcision, the worst practice, consists of the removal of the clitoris, a clitoridectomy, and the excision of the labia minora, as well as the inner layers of the labia majora. The raw edges are then sewn together with catgut, made to adhere to each other by means of thorns. The suturing together is done so that the remaining skin of the labia majora will heal together and form a bridge of scar tissue over the vaginal opening. A small sliver of wood or straw is inserted into the vagina to prevent complete occlusion and to leave a passage for urine and the menstrual flow. The Greek historian Herodotus, yes, mentions the existence of female circumcision 700 years before Christ was born, that's it. 2,700 years ago. The practice arose with patriarchy, with the need to control female sexuality, yes. There had to be a guarantee that no strange man's child would inherit his uh, property, the father's property, thus... Did they ensure patrilineal descent you remember uh, before that long ago before the bronze age the descent was matrilineal which seems to me quite natural the child is the child of the mother and this new arrangement the woman must be a virgin until she's married and chaste ever after this system creates an implacable enmity towards female sexuality. Once again you can check out the books The Hidden Face of Eve by Nawal Sadawe and I want to read you this poem Private Property Um, oh I'm going to run out of time, Uh, maybe next week I can talk about the women in Somalia but Private Property is a poem that I, um, I saved for April for International Poets Month I think it's the um, best poem that I have in my folder this year. It treats this female genital mutilation situation. I see it as the oldest form of torture for social and economic control. Uh, Once in a while, European women are told that uh, we have no business to talk about the culture of uh, people that are not our own tribe. And Alice Walker points out that it is nothing to do with culture or tradition, it is torture. Um, Anyway, this poem is called Private Property. Patrimony since the Bronze Age, the private parts of little girls, the vulnerable vulva, Labias bleed like lambs in rites as old as greed. Sharpen the knife for sacrifice so tight her mother right. Close her with catgut. Clitoris torn by the root, thrown to the dogs. Every dogma has its day. For... Thousand years, some say, of whips and weddings, chastity sold for a goat, enclosure of her fields and land, our source enslaved the earth in chains. Child bride is femicide, holy mother maimed, mutilate, infibulate. My son is mine, cries the male line. It was not sudden, this reign of the phallus, a wall here, a weapon there. Common property has <laughs> free love, no profit there. A man's heart is with his treasure. Bride price is thirty pieces of silver. And don't forget the thorns. Christ's thorns were worn on high. Did he know where children's thorns are worn? Flesh was on the market long before the prophet... Theft is the oldest profession. Veils for the women, yokes for the cattle. Venus envy, the oldest pathology. Bondage, the oldest barbarism. An old woman believes she is serving her race. If we do not cut it off, It will grow into a penis. Did the prophet know? The Koran will not say so. Where is it consecrate? That woman shall urinate one drop at a time. No holy book No testament to virility, mandates we castrate womankind. No ancient writings praise infection. No priest extols soul murder, though sacred scrolls preach social controls. If Man is God's cock. Then Eros is chained to the rock. Sunna is tradition. Rape of the virgin, forest or female, it's much the same. First with a razor and then with shame. No old growth trees, no illegitimate bastards... Disappear the wild and the free. Damn the headwaters of the river Styx, the blood-red river of living and dying, the river of time and return. Impale the Amazon on the sword of Greek fought. Burn the wicker at the stake. Snicker at the silicone starlet and the adolescent anorexic at the gate. Purification is excision. Clear cut, the child. Pave the way to phallic privilege. Strip mine her sex until she is as smooth as a pomegranate and dead to the touch. For should she rise, what an erection! A libido to be reckoned with, a song to make the seas pristine once more, a dream of lands without demands, a hearth. Where outlaws find our home, where the unpaid labor of half the world sits enthroned and writes in stone. This is my law that shall be. Let every sentient being. Breathe free. That is a poem titled Private Property. Uh, Yes, it's a poem uh, about the oldest form of torture for social and economic control, this practice of castrating, uh, crippling, if you like, women by cutting off their uh, genitals as I say, a 100 million women, if you think of the, if you think of the incredible courage and, uh, energy of the population, think of all of the African women who could be working and taking care of their families, uh, creating this brave new world, uh, And there are, of course, more and more women's groups working, trying to solve this problem. Uh, It's out there, folks. And I think maybe uh, by the time these women's daughters are grown, I keep in front of my eyes the image of a woman I saw in a film all years ago in 1982. And uh, she's holding her daughter, and she says that while her daughter is a pariah, an outcast in the village. Uh She has not been mutilated and she's going to school, she will be a teacher and if she doesn't marry, well, so she doesn't marry, big deal. Uh, more and more women have the courage to follow this path and to be, uh, what is that, uh, oh, what is the word, free, yes, free. Now, Let's see. I was looking to see if I had time for my Somali women. And let me just recommend to you uh, not just The Hidden Face of Eve, but all of the books of Nawal el-Sadawe. And uh, Isaac Denison's Out of Africa has this wonderful description of the older women. She says, I cannot write much of Somali women for they would not have liked it. Within their enclosed women's world there is the presence of a great ideal without which they would not have carried on so gallantly. They have the idea of a millennium when women are to reign supreme. In the world, the old Somali mother at such times would take on a new shape. She would sit enthroned as a massive dark symbol of that mighty female deity who had existed in the old ages, before the time of the prophet's god. Of her, they never lost sight. This has been Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Be back on the air Thursday morning at 8.20. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadow. presents the first showing in America of a monumental new film about the music and life of radical American composer Edgar Varese. Varese, the composer whose music inspired the young Frank Zappa, is brought to life in this intense documentary by Dutch filmmaker Frank Scheffer. Devarrez The One All Alone shows once only on April 19th Monday 7:30 at the Sundance Kabuki Cinemas in San Francisco. Seating limited, tickets $20. Full information at otherminds.org. Director Sheffer and composer Tso Wensung will travel here to speak after the showing. That's Monday April 19th of benefit for Other Minds. And please stay tuned. Coming up right now, it is time on KPFA for Free Speech Radio News. This is Free Speech Radio News for Tuesday, April twentieth, two 2010.